So, we're going to continue some reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita. We have read about the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance and his childhood pastimes and his Kumar Lila, Balya Lila, as Krishna Kaviraj Goswami refers to it. And of course, here, um, he is giving a synopsis, and as we know, the main emphasis of his book is the Madhya So briefly, he's going through the uh, Ari Lila, and today we come to the Pobanda Lila, it's a short chapter, and also Besides the fact that his main focus is the Madhya Lila, having been asked to write about the later pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by the Mahants of Vrindavan at the time, <clears throat> uh, he's also read, written about the, the Anti Lila, which is also the later pastimes. And that, I think, is given a little more treatment as well than the early pastimes, the Adilila, which are covered to such greater extent in Chaitanya Bhagavat, and to whom the author of which, Pandavanyasi Krishnas, defers again and again, especially in these early sections. Um, I've said before, and it's worth repeating, that the beauty of Chaitanya Charitamrita is, um, is um, Extraordinary, and it's the par excellence our book of Gaudi Vaishnavism. To be sure, um, in the way in which it has presented the really the vision of the experience of Rupa Goswami, his perspective, Srupadamara perspective on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and accommodated different um, sentiments. Of uh, the time, different types of devotees, and excluded some types of um, worship or appreciation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in kind of a quiet way, uh, by way of not speaking about them or saying very little. Um, so it's a definitive book in that way. But the Chaitanya Bhagavat is not to be neglected. And um, one of the reasons is because it, it does focus as much as it does on the Navadvita pastimes, which are the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Here, Madhulila and to some extent the Akhilila as well are speaking about the means. Mahaprabhu later in his, in his Navadvita, of course, will take Sanyasana that's the beginning of the Madhulila. And largely from there on, the focus is, is for us the means that Mahaprabhu showed Krishna as the Acharya, showed by his example the way to Vrindavan, and Mahaprabhu, of course, is no different from Vrindavan. So there's some very touching sections in uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat uh, dealing with the uh, Mahaprabhu pastimes and the Bhagavandalila in particular, which is um, subject here of this chapter, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Very touching in the way in which Krishnas writes about them and expresses his feelings 
for them, having come half a generation of whatever it was after those pastimes were performed. We can just imagine, I said it before, what was his anticipation and sense of what it was like he had just just come after the passing and there's so much talk about it and what it had done to so many people and all of Bengal and, and people throughout India and so forth. So he's uh, very much on the edge of his seat and, he, and again he speaks very feelingly about those pastimes, especially the, the Paganda Lila of Mahaprabhu <clears throat> that he compares to inappropriately so the uh, Gallard Bogondalilas uh, of Krishna in Vrindavan. Here it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, surrounded by students. The, Brahm, the, the, the Vaishya has, has taken another birth as a Brahmin. He took care of cows in his previous life, and so he got the privilege of being born as a Brahmin in his next life. Krishna. To, to Gore Krishna, his associates, his friends, come with him. And from being uneducated village cow herd people, they become learned scholars, and with the best of teachers, Nimai Pandit, Nimai Pandit, Jai. So, this is the beginning here. It's a short, brief narration, a couple of leelas, the marriage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is discussed. Kumanasu manastonghi yati asya padabjayo sumano sumanor pana matrena tang chaitanya prabhumbhaje. Krishna says this is one of his own original uh, verses, Sanskrit verse. He's quite a Sanskrit scholar. As we know from his books like Kalimadilamrita, for example. Here his book is mostly in Bengali, but he prefaces almost or begins every chapter with one of his own Sanskrit compositions. He says, I offer Tam Chaitanya Pagumbaje, my respect unto the Lotus Feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because simply by offering at his lotus feet a flower, even the most ardent materialist becomes a devotee. <laughs> Krishna, of course, speaks in the heat of offering a flower to himself, a fruit, some leaf. Water, Patrum Pushpam, Palam, Toyan, Yurme Bhakti, Bhakti, Bhakti. And um, it's a beautiful verse about Uttam Bhakti, Arani Bhakti, the uh, simplicity of it with regard to the ingredients, material ingredients, ingredients that, that um, might be required for worship. We heard from uh, Sri Urdhapad uh, this, this afternoon. At, at lunch about Hari Bhakti Vilas and how uh, Sanatan Gopabhata is that Sanatan? Gopabhata Prabhu. That's an interesting point because they, who wrote it 
Jonathan wrote a commentary on it. I guess they wrote it together. Mm-hmm. But it's um, more attributed to Gopal Bhattacharya. Has said that this is a book for wealthy householders, primarily. Whereas the Atis, the renunciates, uh, there are no rules for them to follow. Probably say for the preachers, there are no rules. But don't you take it. <laughs> I was with him on a walk in Chicago and he said that to Sanyasis. Sanyasi had asked about a codice, whether it was auspicious or inauspicious, because we had fast on the codice. Probably said, oh, it's most auspicious. Then he went on to say, but for the, uh, for the preachers there, I was, don't think he's a big preacher. You don't have to follow the rules. Just follow it up with that. Um, but at any rate, um, the Ananya Bhakti does not require much wealth <laughs> or many ingredients, material ingredients. By contrast, of course, at the very opposite end of the religious spectrum is the Karma Marg that requires uh, much materially because pretty much that's all that's being offered. <laughs> the heart is not really active there in feelingly offering because the offering is made with something else in mind. With a mind to receive something in return. It's not a, a an idea in which the common sense giving is receiving adage is uh, is embraced uh, uh, which is an emphasis on the giving itself is the receiving rather than the giving will result in receiving something else that the karma mark is all about that I told before to illustrate an example of that how years ago in Vrindavan when we um, used to go to Loy Bazaar to purchase things then after a couple of years the different merchants would show up with pictures of Prabhupada in their shops and we would think, Oh, they're devotees to Prabhupada, they like Prabhupada, so we would go there. Of course they did like Prabhupada because they know if they put his picture there people would come by. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the the extent to which Bhakti is found in Varnashram, because the worship of Vishnu is also there, amongst along with the worship of many other gods and goddesses, which makes it not an Bhakti. That's why Krishna says, Sarvadharman Pritajamam Ekam Me alone. Not the petitioning of all the gods and goddesses. I think it was uh, Gopal Bhatta also who wrote a book. Sardipika. Which is a book um, of Vaishnav rituals that is kind of a parallel with the socio religious um, standards of the Varnashram at the time, which again are is a different path, but for householders who were in the social climate, culture rather than yatis, renunciates, uh, who were out of, out, of the, out of the flow, so to speak, of, of the world, they were in the world, they were devotees, um, households with families and occupations and so forth. Um, so that in the sense of they could be not feel out of place mm-hmm. and everyone's doing a ritual for their sangskar for their um, for their children and for their marriages and for the um, funerals and so on and so forth but in order for them to at the same time participate in such things 
that everybody else was doing and not deviate from the from Ananya Bhakti being Bhaktas he gave all these rituals only invoking the names of Vishnu for all of them all the rites and rituals very creative um, work on his part and um, speaks about people not in the Varnashram also um, who are Bhaktas and, and so forth so, at any rate, the difference between bhakti and varnashram, it's, it's considerable. And when we come to the ananya bhakti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the uttam bhakti of Rupa Goswami, we're really at polar opposites on the religious spectrum. So on the one end, what you offer is important because that's you. You've really identified with that. Your desires, the things, um, or, or that you have to acquire things uh, and trade them, if you will, to get the things that you want. And so they're dear to you in that way. So, a lot of rituals to engage the householders' monies and time and energy. And, as the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami explained also, to, to, to um, foster faith in such people, such worshippers, in the efficacy of following the Shastra, that they might look deeper into it in due course. And from Dharma Jignasu, inquiring into religion for material purposes, I would say, uh, to, uh, to Brahma Jignasu, inquiring into, into Brahma. From coloring one's human life with a religious paint, uh, to um, seeing the human life and its optimum as a vehicle for transcending its own limitations. And of course, the high point of, of such a prospect, a spiritual prospect, is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came uh, to give. Um, so from Dharma Jignasu, Brahma Jignasu, you could say to Rasa Jignasu and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda was giving that for the faith of being interested in it, having little faith in it. So little faith in it, um, and you're you're on your way, so to speak. Um, but the idea, of course, is that it's a heart offering, a self offering. Bhakti is not offering things that we have to get other things. Um, but it's an offering of oneself. Karma Marg is offering, when it turns into yoga, Karma Yoga is offering things without an attachment to the result or, or performing religious duties without attachment to the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bhakti is about putting yourself in the, uh, in the fire sacrifice, offering yourself. So, giving the heart to the extent to which we do, and the necessity of other material ingredients, things, and wealth is uh, is not required. Not that a householder cannot give himself entirely or herself entirely. Of course, uh, they can, but um, typically, Sanatan didn't have any money when Adamohan asked him to at least provide a little salt, hanging his deity from the tree, and doing some kind of bhajan. I don't think it was that uh, a party about being lost. 
all those characters down and doing Bhava Seva to his to his uh his Gopal. So uh anyway here it's a beautiful verse to start this chapter and he says, Well a very extraordinary thing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in comparison to Krishna. See the difference. Krishna says, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Yome Bhakti Prayachati. If you offer me practically nothing, water everybody has to have to live. But you do it with your heart fully. I will accept it. He employs the word bhakti twice in the verse, so it's overemphasized that um, to please him, you have to give your heart. Here, by contrast, he says, even if an atheist, hmm? does he say say an atheist? Hmm? An ardent materialist. Kumana, proper translates it. Um, a person interested in material enjoyment. So, materialist, even if a materialist offers a flower to the feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he becomes a devotee for the acceptance. I think he's playing this out, emphasizing this out here, of Krishna in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the magnanimity of, 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 of Bhagavan. Krishna in this form, his his Aldaria is extraordinary. It's, it's just offer flower with, with without any bhakti and still and you'll become a bhakta. We should take um, such statements seriously and make make our focus as it should be. Knock on the door of Navadweep and the door to Vrindavan will open. Sridhar Maharshi used to make the comment that, uh, repeatedly, that if you come to Vrindavan having been sent from Navadweep through Gorlila, then if they ask at the door, what, by, who sent you here, how are you getting it? I've come from Navadweep immediately, open the door, <laughs> let him in, something like that. So, and Prabodhanam Sasas has made a comment to this extent as well. If, if the ideal of Vrindavan is in the service of Vrindavan, Eshwari, if Krishna himself is, is, is um, charmed by and overwhelmed um, by her, then Prabhupada uh, Sarasati statement should be taken note of. He says, the more that they worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the more one comes to uh, to do the service of Radha. To come to the service of Radha means to come to Vrindavan. Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nitanandu Jai Dvaita Chandra Jai Gopakaranda Pogonda Lilar Sutra Kuriyaganam Pogonda Bhayase let me now enumerate the activities of the Lord between the ages of 5 and 10. Boganda. Prabhupada translates the Boganda as between 5 and 10. Uh, typically, that's the case. Um, and uh, he says his chief occupation during this period 
was to engage himself in study. So the student life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now he's coming out of the household where his, where his mother and father are particularly um, relishing his company. And he's making new friends. Being a little distance from, from the parents. New friends and and the distance, of course, is causing causes some trepidation in their heart and some concern about him and, and so forth. So the separation from that side and then the new friends he's meeting, classmates and so on and so forth. And imagine their their joy to be in his company. How he would how he would. Um, Even before he was a teacher, which comes later, how he would debate and challenge the other students, some of whom, like Marari and Gadadhar, were already Vaishnavas. And, um, and um, caused them to desire that, he, that such a learned person and would become a Vaishnava and how much that would be good for their cause and so forth. So, Pogonda Lila Chaitanya, Pogonda Lila Chaitanya, Krishna Syati Suvistrita, Vidyaramba Mukapani, Grahanantha Manohara. The pastimes of the Lord during his Pogonda age were very extensive. His education was his chief occupation. After that, his very beautiful marriage took place. So this is kind of a summary of what the chapter's about, a little about his education and then his, his marriage. Gangadas Pandit Stani Paddena Vyakharan Shravana Matre Kante Koila Sutta Vritti Gaan When the Lord was studying grammar at the place of Gangadas Pandit, he would immediately learn grammatical rules and definitions by heart, simply by hearing them once. It means he was a very bright student. Tops in his class. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you find in hagiographies that the the the, uh, the, uh, the uh, sacred biographies of uh, of the of the time. He learned everything. In 12 months, he knew everything on the first day, remembered everything. Of course, this is Bhagwan, so Krishna, so it's more believable for us. Um, but <coughs> what he's really saying here is that he was very, uh, very learned, and we know how Krishna and Vrindavanasik portrayed him as playing with knowledge as if it was. Stuff that you make little clay that you make things out of and change them, change them. So we would make arguments and no one could defeat him. We would defeat his arguments and defeat the arguments and so forth. Unless he got the title, Pundit, you might Pundit. Alpukali Huila Panji Tikate Tikate Provin Chirkaler Paduja. Jine Hoya Narina. 
He soon became expert in commenting on the Panjitika, that so expert that he could win victory over all other students, although he was <coughs> himself a neophyte. So this is about grammar. I guess he was learning Sanskrit grammar. And as you know, at the time, Navadweep was a center of learning. It said that Sarvam about the Charja, the Matila was the was the place of the center of learning that was most uh, popular or most renowned. And that the, the uh, Sarvam about the Charja went, who was from Navadweep, went to Matila to learn and wanted to, to get a copy of the main book there, learned the Navadnyaya, but they wouldn't let it out of the town. So he memorized the book and brought it back to Navadnyaya school, Brother Monsieur Manon, um, who was the famous story about whom is that uh, uh, he was crossing the Ganges with Jason and Mahaprabhu in a boat, and he said that you might find it. I've written a book about logic, and uh, my desire is that I would become the most famous logician in India. And so I asked if you take a look at it. See what you think. So Mahaprabhu took a look and he said it's very nice. He handed it back to him. He said, I wrote one too, by the way. Well, check it out. So he handed it to Raghunath, and Raghunath looked at it and he began to weep and weep. And Mahaprabhu said, why are you crying? He said, because I wanted to be the, known as the best uh, thinker of India. And my book is, is worth is meaningless. I might as well throw it in the Ganges in comparison to your book. And Mahaprabhu said, well, give, me, give it back to me. And Mahaprabhu threw his book in the Ganges, his own book in the Ganges. <laughs> and Raghunath became known for being a great uh, debater, thinker, logician, so on and so forth. Mahaprabhu's wife saying, it's such a small thing. <laughs> I've come to give Brudge Brain and, this, and, and, and you want this. Alp Kale Huila Panji Tikate Purin. Ah, we did that verse. So, he studies. Ajayan Lila Prabhu Das Brindavan Chaitanya Mongole Koila Vishtari Varnana. In his book, Chaitanya Mongol, which later became Chaitanya Bhagavad, Sri Vrindavan Das Thakur has very elaborately described the Lord's pastimes of study. I mentioned this, this point, see how he defers to him. Eighteen, one day, Matar Pade Kodiya Praman Prabhupada Mata Muridheha Ekdhan. One day, Mahaprabhu asked his mother to please do, give him one gift, to do one thing uh, for me. And he did it by way of falling down at her feet and offering pranams. Mm -hmm. What would he possibly be asked to ask his mother? Mahaprabhu, Tin Thai Diva. Mahaprabhu 
Mataji, Mata said, oh, surely, um, whatever you ask, what, 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 what would you ask? Certainly I will give it. And Prabhu Kohei, and Prabhu, he said, Ekadasi te ana na kohibe. Don't eat grains on Ekadasi. So, here is, uh, we've heard that he was very learned and so forth. This is a pastime that I don't believe is found in, in Chaitanya Bhagavad. Um, but Krishnadasis mentions it here. He doesn't go into uh, really any detail. I'll finish. Sachi kohi na kohiba bhala i kohida se hoite ekadashi kodite logila. Mother Sachi said, You have spoken very nicely. I shall not eat grains on ekadashi. From that day, he began observing fast on ekadashi. But this is all he says about it, as I say, it's not mentioned in, in Chaitanya Bhagavad, as far as I, I recall. But he comes here in a very uh, interesting way, because he's spoken a little bit, he's introduced the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a scholar, he was very learned, and so forth, and, and so on. And here he asks his mother a simple thing um, that is uh, very important in the context of bhakti, although he had not manifested himself as a bhakta. It's just to say, um, as learned as you could be, this should be, if you can do this uh, observance, which is the Kadasi Nanda Bhakti, it will be most um, beneficial for you in your, in your life. Apparently, as Prabhupada explains, and I, I think he's going from the commentaries of Bhakti Nho and Bhakti Prabhupada, there was at the time a stricture that only widows had to follow the codice, which was um, certainly a not scripturally based idea, but a kind of a, um, a bias uh, against widows who were thought to be bad. This is kind of a very sexist uh, perspective here. Widows must be bad, otherwise they'd have good husbands. <laughs> and they have to follow the goddesses. If it's a bad thing, you're bad, so you have to follow the goddesses. Good ladies who marry and follow their husbands, they don't have to do that. Something like that. Um, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as much as the spiritual reformer was, it appears in this instance, the social reformer as well, although at the spiritual point, um, he uh, asked his mother to separate from the crowd of married women who didn't observe the codice and, um, and uh, asked her to observe it. And of course, it's also a fact that with the sannyasa of Mahaprabhu, who comes later, the widowhood of Vishnu Priya and, and the position of widows, you know, became very uh, high and exalted in the minds of the others by its example, um, more by her example, of devotion to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I remember many years ago writing an article called Women in Bhakti in a magazine we had started called Clarion Call. 
and uh, interviewed the lead, one of the leading ladies uh, in the, the widow, one of the widow, widow's ashrams in Vrindavan, and I asked her, that, do you widows have like a patron saint whom you all, you know, um, hold high? And she didn't understand what I was saying. Uh, she, her English was, was limited and so forth. We were right near the, the little Mirabai temple in Vrindavan. I said, like, like Mirabai. And she got what I was she, she, saying. She said, oh, no, no, no. And, and I understood what she would say. She said, no, not that we don't have a patron saint, but not Mirabai. <laughs> and then she very charmingly said, Vishnu Priyate. Mm. <laughs> My heart just <laughs> melted when I heard that. It was so touching. Mm. And the, uh, the, uh, the extraordinary position of, of um, Vishnu Priya and how she observed her, um, her vows and separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They're all very, very, very touching. She, she and Sachi gave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to us. He asked her permission. Sachi gave permission and later ratified further. Well, didn't give permission, but later was asked what to do and gave him the, uh, the uh, suggestion that he go to Puri and so forth. Honored his sannyas, in other words, by which this has all been made um, available to us. So, at any rate, um, some reform for the betterment of the position of, of women on the part of Chaitanya respect for the widows and um, and then emphasis on the principle with regard to bhakti that uh, doesn't matter if you're married or not you know, a woman you should follow Kasi it's something that's, uh, that's important um, is important in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings and in Puri the subject comes up when of course Puri is famous for its Mahaprasadam and everyone there in the time of Mahaprabhu was practically living, and his associates living on the Mahaprasadam of, of Jagannath. And, um, I mean, sometimes someone would invite Mahaprabhu to the house, but there would always be Jagannath Prasad there as well, if whatever was cooked. So, um, with regard to the Akadasi, the question arose, I think it comes up in, in Bhakti Minod's, um, Prima, Prima Vivarta, how to honor the Mahaprasad and observe the Akadasi. Not speaking about Akadasi, we have Bhagupati who wrote the book on Akadasi from Hari Bhakti Balas, right? What, did he, what was the name of the book? Dears to Vishnu. Dears to Vishnu. So, um, it's, uh, it's not a vow that's just relative to Gaudiya uh, Vaishnavism, but uh, to Vishnu Bhakti. And um, at any rate, Mahaprabhu resolved it by saying, Anikadasi, we will fast and we will pay respects, pay obeisances to the Jagannath Prashadam. So, it, uh, it's emphasized there, it's emphasized here as well. This is before Mahaprabhu started his, his teachings. He's asking his mother to follow. Um, and it's important to uh, uh, vow uh, to observe for Gaudiya Vaishnavas. It, it comes up um, 
in Vishwamitakavitakur's Ragbarg Machandrika with regard to Ragmarg as well, which is often misconstrued to be the path where rules are thrown out. It's, it's not like that. It has its own rules. He himself gives the example that if you have a desire to drink milk, and you just feel like, I really want to drink milk, you have to go get a cow and learn how to milk her, nonetheless. So as much as Rag Bhakti is about the desire to serve Krishna like the people of Vrindavan, there's still some rules and knowledge to how you do that, what the path constitutes. So in one sense, eagerness for that path should also translate into eagerness how to, how to tread the path. What is to be accepted, what is not, and so on and so forth. So, uh, in his Raghavat Machandra, this, this position of the Kadasi is, is mentioned by him as, as Baba Sambandi. You have, uh, Baba Mai, Baba Sambandi, Baba, uh, Anukul, Baba Aviruda, and Babi Baviruda. So, that which is, the, the the very idea, I want to be the handmaiden of Radha. I want to be the friend of Krishna. By good fortune, through good association, this comes in the heart. So, in one sense, the central focus of that Radha practice is that Baba Mahi is culturing that, cherishing that ideal, cherishing the ideal. And then there are things related to the ideal that will promote it and bring it about. So from Baba Mai to Baba Sambandi, and then it's related to things that are related like, related like hearing and chanting and so forth. They are related and they promote it. So amongst them comes... Um, as we learned from Vishnu Chakritakura, Ekadasi. He, uh, he says, because Ekadasi is said to, if observed, bring about remembrance of Govinda, and remembrance of Govinda is, is, is Bhavasamandi, then Ekadasi is as well. So it's an important uh, observance. Um, he mentions therein that the, as I recall, that the uh, the sages of Dandakaranya or the Upanishads personified, living as, uh, that they, uh, maybe Dandakaranya, uh, Yatis, renunciates, they were performing tapas, hmm, austerity, and their mantra, and they attained the form of Gopibhav. And so he brings it up in this context. He says, but what is the tapas? How can you get bhakti by tapas? And then he says, it's this kind of tapas. In Bhagavatam, Krishna says, in the 11th canto of the Uddhava, those vows that are performed for my pleasure, that is tapasya. That is austerity. Now, whenever those sages were performing those leela, those, their, their tapasya, in, this is another point, in Treta Yuga, Treta Yuga, when Ram came through the forest, the Dandakaranya and so forth. Those were also types of austerities that were suitable for, for the, the, the times that uh, are not suitable for, for Kali Yuga, so even more so. And with the advent of Mahaprabhu, 
and really the opening of the doors to the Braj Lila and so forth in ways that it was not open to the sages, although they chanted the Gopal Mantra and they had access. They didn't get quite the same access um, afforded by uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya or with the same ease. Look at the example. They were chanting that Gopal Mantra in the forest and Ram coming through the forest in his time when he was banished from the kingdom, they saw him, they had the darshan of Bhagwan, and they wanted to have their uh, relationship with him, and he said, oh, not so fast. <laughs> I've taken a vow of only one wife, and so uh, see me in the, in the next yuga. <laughs> I'll see you in a yuga. <laughs> Keep meditating. <laughs> Keep meditating in another yuga, then you can, you can have my, uh, you can become... Have, have, have far more love with me, have, have romantic love with, with me. So, luckily, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, dispensation is more generous and uh, the doors are open. And, and, and so the austerity, the tapasya, for that matter, that much more is thought to be, therefore, things like observing the codice. Mm-hmm. Um, observing Janmastami is your rut. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shinga Chaturdasi and so forth. Of course, these breaths are mentioned also probably in Haribhakti Blas and how to observe them and, and so on. Um, but uh, they're quite celebratory and uh, that said amongst them, the descriptions uh, Haribhakti Blas found in in, uh, in in Brigabhat's book are uh, a little frightening for most of all these probably. <laughs> In terms of their observance of uh, typical observance of the goddesses, it's been passed down to them by their acharya and his or her example over the, over the decades. Uh, again, Haribhagi Lhasa's book that, as we heard, speaks about the ideal, and then there are other lesser ideals, and ideals also are relative to ideal circumstances and so on and so forth. So, but the goddesses should be observed. It's said to be, and I think this is relative to the way it's observed. Uh, or recommended to be observed in Hari Bhakti Balas, a vow that engages all of one's um, knowledge acquiring and active senses and the mind as well. Occurring on the 11th day of the waxing and the waning uh, moon. Um, you know, you got to stay up all night, and you think you start fasting the night before, and uh, quite a bit to it. Um, but um, a powerful um, uh, commitment, and and what is it? Is it a commitment to uh, bring oneself closer to Hari? The smartas um, they think that the fasting is the most important part of the ekadasi, and the worship of Vishnu is secondary. But the Vaishnavas, of course, reverse that, and they say that. Fasting, for that matter, doesn't mean just not eating. So there's your, there you go. There's your, you know, your license to uh, to take a little little Mahaprasad on the Kadasi, even while perhaps in Mahaprabhu's time they fasted entirely. It's not about, essentially, fasting is not about simply not eating, but giving up material pursuits and uh, sense indulgence. Conversely, I think the word upavas, or fast, it, it means upavas, vas means to reside, 
isn't it? So Ubhavas to reside near. So to reside near near Vishnu, then everything's taken care of, and you don't have to eat, you don't have to worry about it, <laughs> something like that. So uh, the more central um, and essential idea of the Kadasi is what we see our Acharyas have focused on and relaxed certain strictures, rules, and uh, ways in which it I, most ideally is um, observed. But it's an important uh, vow, and not something to give up. There's a group in Vrindavan that gives up the Kadasi, the Radhavalabas, I think. Uh, they say you don't have to follow because... Um, I think they they have the idea that uh, that um, yeah now I don't recall but in Vrindavan it's not followed but I think we we, we do find from Bhagavatam that Nandamars was was observing the Ekadasi, isn't it appropriately and there was and and then the with regard to the technicalities the Varuna. Of the Varuna and the waters um, miscalculated and thought that Nanda Maharaj had not properly observed. And so, well, I guess he was taking a bath and took him down, and Christian Balaram had to go and save him. The interesting point there, of course, as I say, that the, uh, some of the commentators have shown through the language and so forth that actually he knew what he was doing perfectly. And Varuna's the one that was mistaken and thought Nanda Maharaj had not properly observed. It's similar to the idea where the coward boys came and asked for remnants from the sacrifice of the Mathura Brahmins. And the Brahmins thought that they were asking at the wrong time and and it wasn't something for that they, they should do for cowherds and so forth and and it was shown through that that by becoming a Vaishnav and a Brajvasi that um, you become the best of Brahman that you, inherently you kind of without thinking about it know the rules and do everything uh, right uh, in a sense the whole Brajlila is perfect execution of Varnashram, the perfect execution of Vaidhi Bhakti. They're all Vaidhi Bhaktas there, worshipping Narayan and, and so forth while they're preoccupied with Krishna. It's a way of saying that uh, whatever is found in the, in the Dharma Mark, the Karma Mark, or Vaidhi Bhakti, pursuit of Mukti and more, it's all found in Radha Bhakti. But it's not, again, yeah, that's the point, is it's not um, a to be thought of as um, a path for uh, for, uh, for not following rules, not being a moral person. And I've heard per- persons, devotees, comment like that when we when we kind of step on the head of Varnashram, There's some resistance because they think we're stepping on the head of being a moral, morally stout uh, person. But bhakti has its own angas and parameters and so forth, and if you fit within them, then you'll be a very upright uh, person and, and a spiritual one on top of it. And so um, they fail to, those kind of responses fail to understand that, uh, that the, that the um, well, we may be relieved of certain 
rules and guidelines and regulations that are found that uh, governing Varnashram, Bhakti itself is not a, uh, that's an immoral course to take. So, at any rate, Mahabhu here has emphasized to his mother that she should follow the Kazi and to all of us. Uh, it's an important vow. Um, when we were on that walk in Chicago and Prabhu was talking about it and he was asked, did I say this, whether it was about feasting or whether it was we fasted, whether we fasted to overcome something that was, was inauspicious. And Prabhu said, no, Akasi is most auspicious. And it's not about fasting, but it's about feasting. This is what he said. So it means it's about preparing a feast for Krishna. So it's about for your for your loved one. It's a special day to that you'd be so absorbed in cooking for your your friend that uh, your guest in your house that that there's no time for yourself to eat something like that. In that way, it's about feasting. Pujapat Sridharmarsh used to say that that the ekadasi is is such that it's thought that during that time the the fluids in the body press more strongly on the senses that make them more prone for enjoying and so the inhabitants of Vrindavan they think it's ekadasi and so Krishna will be that much more prone or the devotees, as we should say, they think that, that Krishna would be that much more prone to enjoy. So today we can cook that much better for him and so forth. So this makes it a very positive um, event, affair. It's about feasting, not about fasting. Fasting is a secondary thing. And of course, fasting here means he wants to come close to him, to think of him and him alone. So here we find anyway, an important emphasis for on a part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Bhavandalila to his mother observe the Kadasi. Is there any questions? Who yes. are these Mahans of Vrindavan? Pardon? The Mahans of Vrindavan, who are they? Um, who, who, who asked Krishna to write? Yeah, or in the story, they usually refer to also in the story of Narottam, Shamananda, and Srinivas. I know they were put in the care of Jiva Goswami, but otherwise, who else was there? He describes it in the eighth chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, some of the prominent uh, devotees. Um, and they're, I believe, mostly in the Gadadhar Paribar. Um, there was a Haridas, not Haridas Thakur, um, it was prominently mentioned there. They were the basically the successors to who he mentions to to uh, the Goswamis uh, in terms of uh, taking care of the of, of Radha Govinda, Madan Mohan, the priest of Madan Mohan, at Govinda Jagavinda, like the center of Vrindavan. It's, it's not it's not Ramaraji actually. <laughs> it's Govinda <Gavindaji> Temple. <laughs> <laughs> um, the people so those who were like the, 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 the next generation who had who 
immediate association of the Goswamis, Sri Goswamis. Uh, so, so I think when Krishna went there, the Diva Goswami is still there, I think. Maybe, yeah. But he doesn't mention him particularly. Leading devotees of Vrindavan. It's in the eighth chapter. He's, it's a very nice section there where he tells how, how he became blessed. You know, in the fifth chapter, he tells how he got blessed to go to Vrindavan, and as Yanapu said, all your desires will be fulfilled. And when he got to Vrindavan in his old age, and this what is it, the, the service that he was given by which you know his name would become uh, famous throughout the three worlds, great blessing chosen to to, to right now. You can imagine what, what what how highly he was thought of to to be given that uh, that seva and what a scholar he was. Anything else? Where can one find the reference to where Krishna's senses are more enticed to enjoy? Well, I was just a comment that Sridhar Marsh made. He used to say that the, that the, that the, the, the moon um, influences the tides, and so on the Kadasi, it's kind of odd because it's the same effect whether the moon's waning or waxing, but <laughs> he said it would cause the tides to. The body's primarily made of water, so press on the senses and make one more prone. I don't think there's another Shastra for it. I mean, we try, that's the point to make, I suppose, to find kind of a, a, a rationale for observing the ecodicy that um, goes beyond just the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted it or that it's in the scripture and so forth, and that may help us to some extent, but it should be sufficient um, just to say Scripture says it, Mahaprabhu advocated it, and so and you could say, well, if twice a month everybody is forgoes eating grains, then it'd be a surplus of grain, and so that's a practical side to it, and, and so forth, and I've made explanations like that at times as well, but Really, um, I think just sufficient to say two days have been picked out on the waning and the waxing moon, the eleventh day, to remember Vishnu. And um, there's extra benefit for that. We believe it, we do it. And then when you get the result, then you know, <laughs> people want the explanation why I should do it. Try it. The question is, if you would do that every day, would you get to so The answer is yes, and still more on codicy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Brunch? Um, I was thinking some of Mahaprabhu's <coughs> friends uh, were at accompanying him, they were devotees. Uh, do we know anything about Nityananda Prabhu's childhood friends who accompanied him later? Well, uh, uh, Nityananda Prabhu appeared in uh, Ek, Ek Chakra, and as a young boy, he was taken, he, he used to play with the others, obviously, and it is described in Chaitanya Bhagavad how he would play out the pastimes of Ram and Krishna and so forth. But at a young age he was taken by a sannyasi to travel all over India and so forth. 
And um, at the, then at the time that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to manifest himself as a Vaishnava, which um, was some years after his appearance, Nityananda was in, in Vrindavan and on pilgrimage, and he looked at the deities and he felt that the deities weren't present there. And so he concluded they were all appearing, the actual Swami Bhagwan's appearing somewhere. My brother, uh, you know, Krishna, he's brought around. And so he went to, to Navadweep. So he came to Navadweep alone you know, as an Abhidut. And um, Mahaprabhu said, a, a great person has appeared in a dream. He fell on a, on a chariot with the with palm flag of Balaram. Hmm. Called out, where is me, my pundit? Where is me, my pundit? My house. So, so I think a great person has, has, has arrived. Hmm. Go and search him out. Of course, the boys went and couldn't find him, and Mahaprabhu went and brought them to him. So he was introduced into the group, older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by a number of years, and uh, alone. But then his eternal associates, the Dwarasa Gopals, they were all um, being connected with him there. I don't, I don't think they came from Ramkalias, childhood friends from there. What happened to all those boys? Um, it's something very auspicious, to be, to be sure. Did that, that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had a question? Um, Krishnadas is, is constantly referring back to Vrindavan Das Thakur in, in, yeah. in this chapter and, and throughout the Adilila. And, and we've been hearing from Chaitanya Bhagavat in the mornings here. And it's very inspiring. And um, I, I think everybody... Everybody seems to love the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, when 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 you hear the Chaitanya Bhagavat, you also realize that it's totally different in terms of theology from uh, almost anything else. Um, <clears throat> we heard how how Mahaprabhu said to Advaita Acharya that you called for me to descend. I was lying on the ocean of milk. And then yeah, I heard your calls and I came down. And the godhood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was brought out yes. a, little bit, a little bit more directly. So, so this, this immediately raises the question that how important is it actually to kind of believe in the right way? If, believe in the right way. Yes. If, if, if Chaitanya can be, be Narayan in, in, in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Well, I think that um, in Chaitanya Bhagavad, he's Narayan, he's Ram, he's he's also Varaha. I mean, he, he's um, it's shown that he's everybody. I don't think that the theology of Chaitanya Bhagavad is not uh, with regard to Krishna. Krishna's too Bhagavan Swayam. It is, and that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is ultimately Krishna is is also part of the theology of Chaitanya Bhagavad, but there seems to be more of, um, well, a way of, you know, in a sense, saying that by identifying him with um, Mahavishnu or, or Ram. Some people saw them in the marriage procession, Mahaprabhu and Lakshmi Priya, Sita and Ram. Some saw them as Shiva and Parvati and 
I mean, he's basically saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Swayam Bhagavan, and all these different divinities are, are in him. So I don't think it's different in that way. I mean, it's not emphasizing the um, Radhabhav side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, as Chaitanya Charitamrita does. And that also is, as much as it's very important in the Manifest Leela as a teaching, it's not as important in the Nithya Leela of Navadvipa. Um, and Gaur and Gadadha are there. Um, So, uh, yeah, there, there, there are different books theologically, I think more in the sense that, that the Gaudiya theology is more developed in Chaitanya Charitamrita in terms of the ideal that one can attain, ultimately the, the gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the fact that he came to taste the, you know, the experience of Radha and so forth. Um, I think, you know, they, it is an important book. I think that the, the Gaudiyas felt it should be should be written, and it complements Chaitanya Bhagavad. I don't. Um, I see them as complementing um, one another. I do not see them as theologically different, but that the theology theology is more refined and focused. In Chaitanya Charitamrita for the purpose of examining the unique and showcasing contribution. The possibility for Jeevas to attain. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've answered your, your question, but um, um, would it be possible just to read Chaitanya Bhagavad? It's kind of what you're saying, and just like to be in the Navadvip Lila with with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he's depicted there and so I think that would, that's uh, possible, yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, uh, and then the question is are they seeing him as Rupa Swami is uh, I think to some extent but there are some everyone's some kind of dasya relationship in an opera from Dr. Minot's perspective. Dasya Bhav in Navadri then leads to the possibility of service in 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 in, in, in Raj. And I have to make that point that uh, this is your swoop. The Das of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We get that down. Everything else will will follow. So yeah, you know, some devotees, as Bhaktivinoda says, they like Chaitanya Lila more. Some like Krishna more. Some like both. It's very difficult, I would say, to be involved in in worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and not participate in Krishna Lila. 
I could see it would be possible to participate in Krishna Lila and not in Chaitanya Lila. And of course, there are simply ayas that do that, but to be absorbed in, in Gaur Lila, then Krishna Lila is automatically available. And as he goes, in an Lila in a trance, the devotees will go with him. But I think um, overall for the Sampradaya, it's very important Chaitanya Charitamrita. I look at it like, as I said, Navadvip's ideal in terms of Gorlila, and it's very beautiful and super important for that that reason. But the way isn't shown there. The teaching, the Siddhanta, um, most people need that kind of to inform their bhakti and so forth. You know, for that matter, I mean, in in in, in, in Vrindavan, then the devotees they see Krishna do wonderful things. Think Narayana works through them, and and um, in Chaitanya Lila, they think maybe he's Krishna, maybe he's not. I mean, maybe he's one of these divinities, and maybe he's not. But he's he's ours. He's 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 uh, they don't use names with Aishwarya in them. In my pundit, it's not a name for. Vaishvarya is a very intimate name. And to do kirtan with him, he, he's like a guru figure there for Jananda. So, that help? Anything else? Yeah. Hari Bhagavan Shri Krishna 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 Krishna